Welcome to Aviation News by Class Bravo, a 15 to 20 minute podcast taking place every two weeks, bringing you the latest in news about airlines, manufacturing, and even space. On today's episode, we're going to touch on Warren Buffett, some of the newest airlines, manufacturing news, and one of my favorites, some new stuff about space, including SpaceX's return of the astronauts that occurred this last weekend. All right, guys, let's jump right into the episode. This past weekend, Berkshire Hathaway held its annual conference where Warren Buffett was asked why he unloaded uh, the majority of, of his positions in the airlines. And his response was very interesting because he was worried that the federal government wouldn't give bailouts to the airlines or assistance if there was a shareholder that, um, in his words, was very, very, very rich. Uh, You know, he held positions in American Airlines, in United, Delta, and even Southwest. So the fact that he took losses on those by selling it in order to ensure that they could receive help goes to show you that he really does care about the companies that he invests in. Now, we're, we're not going to talk too much about Warren Buffett. Uh, if you guys have the time, I encourage you to go ahead and look or watch the annual um, shareholder meeting where he really talked about this for a good 10 to 15 minutes. It should be on YouTube. If it's not, uh, you might be able to find a replay on Yahoo Finance. Uh, a new airline this past week took off for the first time named Avello Airlines. We had previously discussed this company. Uh, they were supposed to launch on the East Coast, but instead are launching on the West Coast out of Burbank. And that's because uh, Burbank Airport unexpectedly, because of the pandemic, lost a lot of its flying. And Avello was able to secure slots at that airport Uh, They are flying to quite a few different cities from Burbank, uh, including Santa Rosa, uh, Washington, several cities in Washington State, uh, Montana, Bozeman, Montana, Utah, and several other cities in California. Now, what's interesting is that Andrew Levy is the CEO of the company, and he is a very experienced executive in the aviation industry where he because he worked he actually co-founded Allegiant Air and was the former chief financial officer of United Airlines so they do have some good experience and I wish them best of luck in fact I actually have several friends that are working there and you know I, I am very proud to say that I know them and and I think this new airline will really um, be able to take advantage of the situation that's coming. And that situation is why there's more than 90 new airlines uh, being founded around the world, not just in North America, but in Europe, South America, Africa, and Asia. The Wall Street Journal did a great article on this. It's called More Than 90 New Airlines Are Launching in 2021. They say it's the perfect time. I encourage you to go ahead and go read that article, especially if you work in the airline industry. You know, as we're coming out of the pandemic and more cities are opening, more countries are opening their borders, we're going to see an increase in passenger traffic. And when you have an increase in passenger traffic and you have uh, incumbents that 
are either A, not able to meet demand because of the fact that they have to bring back pilots, etc., or because they don't have the money or their government won't allow them to start serving. Uh, other companies can swoop in and, and really steal some of that market share away. And I am, I, I got to tell you guys, this is this is great news. We're going to see competition in the marketplace. And there's nothing better than competition because competition breeds innovation. It is what forces companies to innovate, whether it's new technologies or changing their schedules to meet new demand, etc. It is it's great to see, and I can't wait to see all of the airlines around the world fly their first flight. And con- again, congratulations to Avello. Now, Breeze Airways is uh, hitting the news again. They originally had 60 orders for the Airbus A220-300 jets. Uh, this past month, Airbus had announced that they got another order for 20, but they didn't disclose it. Well, now Breeze Airways has stated that that is their order. Now, David Nealman, this is his fifth airline he's launching. He's famously known for launching Azul, but also JetBlue Airways. Now, JetBlue and this new company, Breeze, are alike in some facts that they're both They were both being founded or were founded on serving airports that were not getting the service they deserved. So it's going to be interesting to see how A, JetBlue reacts to this, but also how the big guys react because David Nealman, you know, he knows what what he's doing. He's launched numerous airlines. He has the talent behind him supporting him to do this. And I got to tell you, like I said with Avello, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, I, I wish them best of luck. Now, since we're talking a little bit about manufacturing, unfortunately, I do have to talk about Boeing. Boeing is facing, uh, you know, some issues on, on two different fronts. I don't think I can go an episode without talking about the 737 MAX. So we'll touch on that briefly uh, after I talk about Air Force One. Now, if you remember from last week's or two weeks ago episode, I talked about how uh, Boeing and GDC technical or technic services were, were in a legal battle because of Air Force One. Boeing was saying GDC wasn't meeting their obligations. GDC was saying Boeing wasn't managing the program very well. And it, it's just a legal fight back and forth. Uh, but now there are concerns that Boeing won't be able to meet the 2024 delivery date for these Air Force One aircraft. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Now, the CFO of Boeing, he he made some sort of statement the other day where he was talking about how it's been a struggle for the engineering teams uh, with COVID-19 and working remotely. And to be honest, guys, you know, everybody likes working from home. However, uh, there are some times where being able to talk with a person next to you or being able to go see the person and show them what you're working on, ask for advi- asking for advice from them helps out. And, and I believe that at least from an engineering side, you know, collaboration is key. So I, I feel like there may be some issues there. 
Um, and you know, everybody takes, you know, it takes everybody a different amount of time to adapt and learn how to collaborate in this new environment. So hopefully they'll get a handle on that. But honestly, you know, I'm a big Boeing fan. I love Boeing's work um, from the 737 to the stuff they've done in space. Boeing ha- has constantly achieved things that many other companies never would be able to. Um, now, all right, now that I said all that, let's talk about the 737 MAX. Unfortunately, because of the incidents in the past, uh, including those t- those accidents which killed um, several hundred people, uh, they've been under increased scrutiny. Well, now with the electrical issue, the FAA is saying they're going to be doing some audits. They want to understand why some of these changes in the manufacturing processes has changed. And, you know, I, I hope um, that the FAA goes in there and identifies anything they may think ha- has occurred, but also works with Boeing to help fix those issues. And I have faith um, that Boeing will be able to help identify that. Now, unfortunately, 10737 MAX jets were grounded because of this including China, which still has not approved the 737 MAX to fly from the previous incident. So it'll be interesting to see when China lets those aircraft fly again. All right, I think that's enough about Boeing. I don't want to harp on them too much because I think everybody's aware. Um, On the previous episode, I talked a little bit about Bell's autonomous program and Airbus has announced a similar initiative called the Vertex Project. Uh, It's similar to what Bell is doing with autonomous flight. Now, Airbus is going to be using a H-130 in order to do this. They're going to take it from the traditional aircraft and use the same technology over in their VTOL aircraft or the uh, fancy inner city travel. Now, Vertex is interesting because it's controlled by a tablet. And to start off with, its pilot will select where they're going, the route they want to take, and it'll do it. But eventually, it's going to be um, it's going to be basically autonomous for all intents and purposes. And they're expecting the first full autonomous flight to occur in 2023. Now, we all know that technology has hiccups, um, and I, I'm hopeful that this does occur in 2023 but that's only two years away so airbus you got a lot of work to go but you know i have faith in airbus just like i do with boeing airbus has shown over and over and over again to be able to innovate and produce these products now a little bit different from helicopters and airlines but i do want to talk about spacex and congratulate them They had the um, return of four Crew-1 astronauts. Uh, That included three Americans and one from Japan coming back to Earth in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, This occurred on uh, Sunday, or today when I'm recording this, May 2nd at 2.57 a.m. Eastern Time or 1.57 a.m. Uh, Central Delta time. So congratulations. You guys are doing great. I can't wait to see what SpaceX has in store for us. But for now, we do have a few hints from NASA on what they're looking for. 
In fact, NASA has awarding contracts to uh, begin uh, demonstrating the ability to store and transfer liquid oxygen and other propellants in space. Now, what does that give us the ability to do? Well, if you can go from having to take everything with you up to space in order to do anything to being able to go up to space to go about your business and then refuel well now we have extended range now we have the ability to do tasks that require more fuel than what we can lift off from earth with so this is awesome i can't wait to see what happens and honestly i think spacex and blue origin are going to have a part in this because of their reusable system. And when you can start reusing and driving costs down, you can launch it a little bit more frequently, right guys? All right, in other news about space, you know, Blue Origin is getting ready to start selling tickets on their new Shepard. It'll be interesting to see where that goes. They've actually been showing the, the flight capabilities of the new Shepard launch system since 2015. So the fact that they're starting to do this is great. I wish them best of luck. And Virgin Orbit, previously uh, really only in the United States, is now going to launch from Brazil. The Brazilian Air Force announced on Wednesday this past week that Virgin Orbit will be launching... Um, a satellite for them. So that is great. I can't wait to see that. But there is no date for that first launch. Now, if you don't know about Virgin Orbit, they take a rocket, they put it under a 747, and they launch it from the 747. So that is one heck of a sight to see. I wish I could actually see that in person. Of course, I uh, would have to be in an airplane flying around it. Um, but you can watch it on YouTube, so go ahead and go to YouTube and type in Virgin Orbit Launch and you'll see some pretty cool videos. I really appreciate you guys listening to this episode. Like I said, these are just some of the topics that I think you should know about before you go into work and hopefully it'll create some interesting discussion points. Please don't forget to rate us on iTunes if you enjoyed this episode and leave a review if you really want to. And we're also on Facebook. Have a good one, guys, and blue skies. Don't forget, this is my personal opinion and does not reflect on my employer. Thanks.